Welcome to Agency for Agents, a podcast for real estate team leaders and independent brokerage owners looking to maximize profits, effectiveness, and gain freedom for their team and business. Your hosts, Christine Andreasen and Aaron Hendon, have been running one of the most successful real estate teams in the Seattle area for more than eight years. They know building a winning team means finding ways to empower, nurture, train, and develop individual agents to discover their own power, their own agency. On the podcast, Christine and Aaron interview thought leaders in real estate and personal growth to help you impact both your performance and your teams. We know it takes a lot, and leaders and brokers that crack that code reap the rewards of success greater than any they could ever achieve on their own. Hi. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. Great. Sundance, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for making yourself available. We really appreciate it. I can't wait to jump into this. The the pregame talk got me really excited. Yeah, absolutely. But thank you so much for having me. I, I appreciate uh, uh, allowing me the platform to kind of speak to your audience and answer a few questions. And hopefully I get to impart a, a few nuggets of knowledge here and there. Great. All right. Very cool. Well, let's just jump right in because, you know, I know there's, you know, the mission of the podcast and the mission of what we're up to is to really empower team leaders, broker owners like that to empower their teams. And I know you wrote sales food, right? I, I mm-hmm. saw that. And I, that's really your passion is empowering teams and empowering sales teams. And as a real estate agent, that's all we do is empower our sales teams to make the difference. So why don't you just jump right in and talk about a little bit about your background that got you there and your view on that and what you would say to people about, you know, the most effective way to empower their agents. Absolutely. Uh, I have long history in sales. So all types of sales, real estate sales, mortgage sales, even, um, you know, door to door, like multi-level marketing sales. We don't talk a lot about that, but, you know, growing up, sales was always in my blood. Um, But coming out of the gate, I wasn't very good at it. So I had to study it more than most people. And I had to study personalities and interaction and I, I mastered the consumer, you know, salesperson type of relationship. And then the next evolution of that was, well, as I progress in my career, mm-hmm. um, you know, who are my customers now? And they tend to be sales agents, you know, as I grew my sales team. So that bled over into leadership and, you know, how do you grow strong sales teams? And real estate agents are really, you know, they're salespeople. We think of that sometimes as a dirty word or a negative connotation. We don't want to think of ourselves as salespeople, but really sales doesn't have to be a negative thing. Um, At the end of the day, your job is to listen to somebody, figure Mm -hmm. out what it is, the very best product, in this case, a home, and and try and fulfill that need to the very best of your ability that fits their budget and their location and all these other requirements that they have. And if getting somebody the best deal, what they were looking for, in some cases, they didn't even know what they were looking for, um, isn't sales, uh, then I'm not sure what is, right? We, we've got to be masters of our craft. And so I really kind of like jumped in with both feet into um, training real estate agents and growing sales teams really in the last 18 months. Hmm. Um, prior to that, you mentioned the book. Um, that book revolved around predominantly call center sales. Uh-huh. And making the transition to face-to-face um, is, has been interesting over uh-huh. the last 18 months. But, it, you know, a lot of those, those tools still come into play. Like when real estate agents first take that phone call, mm-hmm. very often it's a, fir- it's a first initial phone call or maybe even just a chat. It might be just a Facebook messenger. 
Yep. And those skills come into play just to book that initial appointment and figure out, hey, as simple as, is this person, do they address me by my last name? How do I mirror who they are? Do they, are they feel comfortable using a nickname? How, how do they want to be addressed? And, you know, the old rule of, you know, treat others how you want them to be treated gets to, needs to be thrown out because we need to treat others the way that they want to be treated. Because I don't shop the same way that you might shop for a house and somebody else does. And we all have different needs, wants, desires, and what kind of communication style we want to be approached with. And that makes a huge difference, not just with customers, mm-hmm. um, but also in building a sales team and interacting with agents. So, Yeah. So how we interact with our team is as much of a, mm-hmm. a deal with that. All right, good. Well, what are some tips? What do you find is effective in having the people you're training be able to uncover how the prospect wants to be treated? How? What are some tricks there? What are some ways to get that done? Because obviously that's not news, so you- except... It's one of those things that you got to practice. So what do you bring to the table? Yeah, yeah something that we don't really teach. When, you're, when you, you've got a new brokerage, you're starting a, a team. If you're a team leader out there, it's our, in, our, in our nature to look for other people that have the same qualities that we have. Because mm-hmm. obviously, if you're in the team leadership position right now, you did something right. And you're thinking, I want a whole bunch of other people. If I could just replicate myself four or five times, boy, we're really going to hit the big time then. Um, and that's a common trap that we fall into. I would encourage you, though, to try and hire people um, with some diversity that are different from you because clients are all different as well. Uh, I've packaged people up and I love alliterations and I'm a visual person. So I call them business browns, radical reds, geeky greens and boo blues. Um, that's sort of how I, I work in my brain. Uh-huh. Um, but you can come up with your own you know, classifications. Uh, but I happen to be a, a business brown, which means that I'm all about business. If I was a homeowner and I was shopping, I would be like, okay, what's the return on investment? Where's the locality? What, what's going on in the neighborhood? And you wouldn't mm-hmm. necessarily talk to me about how, you know, the roof over my family's head, home was where the heart was at. Mm-hmm. Um, those types of things wouldn't play well to me. I'm more about the numbers and the business relationship. And the house doesn't have a whole lot of um, you know, internal like connection. I don't feel a whole lot of like empathy towards my house. Right. Um, but other people are different. Now, employees or or other agents who really aren't employees, but you know, you might have some some colleagues that work underneath you, all into that same category. They might be very business oriented, they might be very savvy, and you might be very savvy as an entrepreneur, but you also need someone who has a lot of empathy, can slow down, can be the 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 home buying shepherd, if you will. And we have those clients that need a lot of extra patience and, and care. And you and I, we might get frustrated with that. We may say like, you know what? We've shown this house to so many people. They can't make a decision and they don't know what they want. Well, the idea for my system is that those folks, it's okay for them to slow down. That's their natural progression. And so once you understand that that's the way they think, all right, that's, that's fantastic. So as an employee, I can't expect them to be super organized. I can't expect them to be internally driven the same way that I am. I can expect them um, to have a lot of empathy and to make their connections better face-to-face, better than through a dialer or CRM or something like that. Mm -hmm. I can expect these things. And I can expect that they will need a little bit of help being more assertive in conversations. So I will tailor my training for that particular employee or, or agent or, you know, colleague so that I can teach them some assertive techniques. Whereas another personality type, they might be very, very assertive and outgoing, but they are horrendous at the organizational stuff. 
and they may be social butterflies. They may talk to a whole bunch of people and, you know, start a whole lot of conversations, but they couldn't close a, a cabinet door or their, or their car door, right? Because uh, they, they lack the follow through. And so I need to assign them an assistant or help them, you know, stay organized so they can work on the follow-up mm-hmm. and, and really understanding those dynamics. And not only just that's the way they want to work, but how do I interact with them? Do they need me to point out their flaws or do they need me to ask them what I can help with? Yeah. And there's a subtle difference there. Um, you know, some agents, they, they really appreciate when I call in and I say, I, I'm a resource for you. Um, what can I do to help you right now? And they may have a whole list and, they, and it may be like the gates opening up and they feel like, oh gosh, it's great to have help like this. And some people, if I call and say, I need help or what can I do for you? They shut down because if they admit that they needed help, it shows weakness. And they don't want to tell me, you know, a, you know, sales leader that they need help. They want to say, oh, I'm all good, Sundance. I'm all right. But if I called up and said, hey, I'd like to give you some advice. Is, is that okay? And I ask for permission, they'll let me. Mm-hmm. And so the, those subtle different techniques really make the difference between, uh, you know, helping, having a team that's, that's open to um, learning and growing and improving and one that just stays stagnant and, you know, loses, loses touch with each other. Good. And that sounds like that's all on the team leader or the trainer to be able to uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, provide the specific training that each person needs, knowing that we want lots of different kinds of people on the team that are naturally good at mm-hmm. different things so that we can empower each other and hand off, you know, hand this client off to this person or yeah. as we get the better fits for sure. Something we've discovered, but it is like sort of a, practice to uh, to yeah. deliver it's not easy to customize our delivery just the way we would customize a listing presentation to customize mm-hmm. the training to the different agents on the team um yeah nicer is easier to think about plug and play but what you're mm-hmm. what i hear you saying is that's probably not the best way to go unless you want to churn and burn through a lot of agents um yeah, and there's there's already too much churn and burn through a lot of agents. Let's face yeah. it, there's it's just kind of notorious for that. Yeah. We've got 27 agents, um, and I, I will tell you, it's not easy to keep up with every single one of them. Um, so here, not a, we, we've got. Um, I keep a file for every single agent, and I track what was our last conversation, what was like, and what I felt like. You know, I got positive reinforcement and positive feedback from. And if I didn't get the the response I was looking for, then I try something else the next time around. And so I meet with everybody on a pretty regular basis, you know, bi-weekly or at least monthly um, for one-on-ones to kind of just give a, a, a personalized checkup. What happened well last month? What's going to go well this month? What are your plans? Um, and really just sort of set the tone and the pace there. Yeah, really great. So making sure that the, you know, like anything else, it really does. It is. And the best team leaders, the best coaches that we've had on the show all say that same communication. You treat your agents, your agents are your customers. So mm-hmm. as the team leader, the agent is now the customer. So you have a CRM file for each one, the last touch, right. what made a difference, where they're at. All that work is being poured that you would normally pull into, pour into generating leads. You're pouring into training those agents. Mm-hmm. That's customization. That's great. It's a really clear way to say that. That's, that's fabulous. I appreciate the clarity with, with that that gives me. That's fabulous. Tell me about your where you're located and what the market's doing there now. I know there's market shifting where we are. Talk to me mm-hmm. a little bit about what you're seeing over there. So not as headquarters is in Dallas, so we, we cover the whole DFW area. Mm-hmm. I would say that you know, for the most part, 
it's doom and gloom if you look at the news, right? Right. You so, know, right. So that you know, oh my goodness, you know, rate. interest rates rise just a little bit, right? It, yes, it's crazy. But actual volume for us in particular, we were already in growth mode. Um, and I think that a, a lot of smaller companies who who really create their own narrative, and this is something that we strive to do. So we send out a a, a video message just like this and that goes out to agents and give them our own updates so that they aren't reliant on you know CNBC or Fox News or whatever it is to get their their news from because otherwise they may think it's all doom and gloom. Um, but we give them the actual figures: um, what's sold, what hasn't sold. It's true, uh, you know, houses are uh, on the market for just a, a few days longer than they were a couple of months ago. It is true that interest rates have risen. But you look at the number of cash buyers, and we we're already at you know a quarter of our offers were cash right. buyers already. Those haven't changed. In fact, they have increased because now Nada has our own power buyer program. And so we've given our agents another tool to use there so they can go out and, and compete there. Um, so that volume hasn't driven in, driven down at all because interest rates are you know don't affect that uh, at all. Um, and in fact, um, most of our other business has increased. And we've seen a particular increase in some of our FHA stuff. Um, so clients who maybe weren't as well qualified are now in the market and those offers are getting accepted now. Yep. So it's just giving, you know, other folks Same. an opportunity to pick up. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. It's, it's, it's great. That's exactly how I, we talk about it uh, here with our agents and with the team is that, you know, don't believe the hype, you know, yeah. that's, that's all clickbait. That's, they are there to get clicks, not disseminate truth. And I don't care what cable news side of the spectrum you fall on it's all clickbait and yeah the opportunity is to look to see who's who does this help now and it Mm -hmm. does i mean i i just picked up a va buyer and for the first time in three years i am confident that i can get an offer accepted for them yeah you're fabulous two years ago i've been you're going to be on the bottom of the pile but not, mm-hmm. you know, not anymore. So, yeah. So there's always those someone. Folks, those, folks, those folks get, get back in the action now. Yeah. So uh, we're happy to see that. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, the, the pricing, you know, seems to be reasonable as well. Like we haven't seen any huge decrease or, yeah. you know, it, like you, you see it like the doom and gloom kind of stuff, it, you know, it, home values have still been holding steady in the DFW area. So I'm not too worried about that either. Yeah. Um, homeowners ask me like, is now the right time? I don't want to buy and, and have the, the value drop out. And I've got to say, like, it's been on a, on a steady trend. I don't think we're going to see anything crazy as far as reductions. It's not a bubble like it was, you know, this isn't 2008, right? We, we had some real fundamental issues with the mortgage side of things in 2008 that caused just this cascade of, of foreclosures and distressed sales. And that is different this time. In fact, the least amount of, uh, you know, delinquencies in what the last decade, I think, with the last number that just came out. And so people are making all of their payments on time. The housing market is solid. And so that means that the housing prices are, are very likely to stay, um, you know, relative to where they are right now and, and probably slowly climb. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what we tell our people. It's really great. I appreciate it. And then you had also talked about the business that you run around fractional ownership. Just talk to me a little bit about what you're doing in that space. Yes. I think that's a big deal for we're, people. We're, we're really, and we're people really excited. In. Yeah, talk to me about it. So it's a home equity investment. This is called City Funds. So we raised 2.8 million roughly or so on a platform called Republic for fractional home ownership. And this helps people a couple of different ways. 
So when you talk about fractional home ownership, there's lots of different ways you can do it. It's, there's a, a couple of different models. There's one where, you know, you get a couple hundred people together to go buy a house together, or maybe, you know, your friends and family get together to go buy a second home. We've really brought the institutional model to the public. So we've had 3,000 or so investors that put together the fund. And so what they have now is a, you know, a pool of money. And we can use that in several different ways. So one of the ways I mentioned it earlier is our Power Buyer program. So we are able to jump in and for a fraction of the cost of some of the brand names out there that are kind of power buying right now, we can avoid that cost for our buyers. If they happen to be VA or FHA, we can help them buy that house and then um, do the delayed financing and get it all under their name after post-close if needed. We can also help them um, with possibly like a, it's almost like a down payment assistance, but we're, we are co-investing. So think of it this way. If you were, you were going to put down 10%, but you wanted to get a conventional loan without mortgage insurance. Well, now you put down 10%. I put down 10% and we get you an 80% loan. And so I'm a co-investor with you for 10% of the value of your property. You've got 10 years to pay back that 10% ownership. So as your home appreciates, we're going to share in that appreciation. There is no loan. It's not a you don't pay any interest on it because we're legitimately co-investing with the property for you. We'll, we'll take that secondary lien position is how we do it. Uh, so it's it's almost like a, um, like a down payment assistance, but not exactly. But there's no monthly payments and it could help somebody get a much better loan and affordability is an issue too. So now you don't have to go with an FHA loan. You can go with a conventional loan. The mortgage insurance is no longer an option or it goes out of the, uh, out of the door there. And so your monthly payments are more affordable. And right. we're really, really excited about that product. Um, helps more people get into the houses, helps them keep their monthly payments lower, and helps our investors own you know 10% of 2,000 homes in the DFW area versus just going out and buying a couple single family homes and renting them out. Um, you got to worry about management fees and how well are they going to take care of the home? We don't have to worry about that because this person owns the house. They're going to take good care of it. Yeah. Very good. And then within 10 years, they either need to sell it or refi. Correct. Yeah. So there's a 10, 10 year horizon on there. Um, and yeah, you know, the statistics, most people, you know, refinance, move or do something else long before that. Every, yeah. Long before that. And anytime they, that's great. That's fabulous. And is that available for, would that be available for my clients if I, we wanted to work together? Or is that just for NADA agents? We're in three areas right now. So we're in, we're in Dallas, we're in Austin, and we're in Miami. Great. Um, and it's not just our clients. So if you have somebody that's interested, if you have any of your uh, viewers or have somebody there, um, go, go take a look at it. It's city funds. It's pretty easy to find. And you went ahead and put the, that $2.8 million together by just marketing and creating investors to put that together? Correct. Mm-hmm. Great. And you so can any- actually go on our website and, and keep contributing there. And as small as increments is $250. So for $250... You could help somebody else buy their house and you benefit in their equity as well in their appreciation. Fabulous. So it's really a platform where people, where anyone, you got a whole bunch of people pitching in and they're getting, mm-hmm. what are those people getting in a return? Uh, are they getting a reliable so, return or just uh, they find out which house they own? Well, it's, it's fractionalized across everything. So it's a fund. So Good. if we've got 2,000 2, homes in Dallas, you own a little percentage of all 2,000 uh, homes. Very good. Yeah. Very good. And then it returns annually or where? Annually. annually. Yes. And, and, and it depends on the appreciation in the area, yeah. but we've reduced the risk because it's not just one home. That's right. We're talking about the, basically it's the entire city. How well did that city do last right. year? Very good. That's very cool idea, Sundance. I love it. And it's not 
you know, even if someone else wanted to take it on, it's not even there's a huge bar to entry, you know, you, yeah. someone's got to be really enterprising like you, someone who's got to really understand how to get it done. But it's certainly an interesting idea in terms of diversification of, of uh, you know, uh, uh, team mm-hmm. owners, broker owners time to get involved like that. And what a value add that that becomes for their clients, right? For their clients. It's great. It's really cool. There's even a way. Um, so uh, uh, brokers, agents out there, if they are interested, they can go to nada.co. They can sign up for the dashboard. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we have a nada.co dashboard, which will track your equity in your house and let you know if you have one of these home equity agreements available. Um, if you if you get your clients to sign up, there's a refer and earn program that we're rolling out. I think it's $50 per person that uh-huh. enrolls. Um, and then it's almost like a CRM. We will let you know when your client is shopping again, um, if they are looking for a second home, if they put an inquiry out there because it's tied to a, a soft credit pull. Um, and so there's some extra features that are, that are baked in there for agents to kind of make some referrals. It's just a cool tool for clients and agents to kind of track, you know, what's going on in the community. That's awesome. That's really brilliant. Oh, it's great. Sundance. Hey, the last question we usually ask people is what are you reading? What should we be reading? What's the last great book? You uh, Sales Management Simplified is currently what I'm reading. Uh, it's been out for quite a while. In fact, this is my second time uh, <laughs> reading through it. Okay. Uh, and it's, oh, uh, gosh. Oh, I can't remember the author now. Okay. Don't, don't tell him. But <laughs> sales, sales Management Simplified, though, um, is the name of the book. And it's, it's really about accountability. Uh-huh. Um, it's got some great techniques in there and some templates about how to have um, one-on-ones with folks. Um, I think we've talked about how important that is to us. And I want to make sure that I can teach other folks as we grow. I can't manage 27 people effectively for much longer. Yeah. And as we grow, I'm going to need to hire a few more managers. So I'm going to need to tell them, okay, how do you get to, to your team? And, and how do we teach those skills to them? Fabulous. All right, great. Well, I really appreciate the time, Sundance. I gave us a lot of actionable ideas, things that maybe we've heard needed here again, and then new ideas about different ways to help our clients. I really appreciate your time. Thanks for thanks so much for coming on the show. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Great. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Abundant Life Podcast, brought to you by Christine and Company and EXP Realty, the global online brokerage powered by top agents and cutting edge technology. If you liked what you heard, consider subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. Your hosts have been award-winning brokers, Christine Andreessen and Aaron Hendon. For more on them, visit christineandcompany.com.